0: silent hello welcome to consume content where we help you find the best content to consume i'm matt and that's I'm, josh i'm josh today will we we will be discussing the bear oh the bear which you, you haven't seen it
1: right no i still haven't seen it, it looks which like it is a, available
0: uh-huh. on hulu i'm pretty sure exclusively on hulu yeah i, I think it's an original I think so too. I should. I mean, I guess I should double check before we. I'm
1: pretty sure it was on TV, on FX, right? That's where I've seen ads for it.
0: Well, yeah. Okay. Well, you said it's on FX.
1: Yeah, I th- I thought I heard first saw ads for it like on FX. I could be misremembering. Well, I don't know about any
0: TV uh, transfer syndication. Syndication, yeah, I'm not sure. I don't watch television. I don't because basically, I don't think it was intended for cable. I'm pretty sure it was made. It was made recently in this last year, I think, or the Mm -hmm. year before, and it was made to put on uh, streaming. Yeah, when did Disney buy FX? I mean, Fox. Uh, it was a couple of years ago. Was it 2019? 20? Yeah, I think so. I think it was yeah, 2019. The, I'm not going to fact check that. Yeah. You're right. It is an FX show, so maybe it was on cable as well, but but I only ever saw it on Hulu, and that's where I watched it. So, yeah, uh-huh. it's on Hulu. And uh, I'm going to tell Josh a little bit about it. If you want to join us in our discussion, maybe give us your thoughts on if, if you've seen the show or maybe – while you're hearing about it from us, if you have some thoughts you want to share with us, please join the discussion. We have a Discord server. It's called the group chat. As horrible a name as that is.
1: It's a horrible name. It's a horrible, horrible name. But it's, so it's linked
0: here. It's linked there. Wherever you're listening to this, you'll find a link. Go find it. And it then make fun of, the of the us.
1: Yeah, it was a spur of the moment decision. I was tired. No, I it was like it.
0: The no, no, no. It makes sense, you know. It's a it's a cute idea in practice, not a, in in theory, but in practice, it just seems
1: a little vague. It's a little vague and generic. We'll fix it later. I don't know. But
0: no, well, we can't. We we're doing it's sixteen episodes now. where we've called it the group chat. It's
1: okay. It's okay. Maybe, Maybe.
0: it'll be called something else in the future. We could but always change it. Please join the discussion. Let us know what you think, because I quite like the show. It Uh was something new. It's it's certainly been done before, but it just... It took a few different turns. It's... Not turns, but just overall, it was a little refreshing. Mm -hmm. It's... It's an intense drama. And it's about this guy, this chef, Carmi... Mm-hmm. I, th- I think carmine carmen or carmine but they call him Carmi. uh he's the youngest in this family of uh, five so he's got a brother and a sister he becomes or he starts off and he is a professional chef like world-class chef apparently you learn over time he's won several awards he's the youngest up-and-coming professional gourmet mm-hmm. chef And you you find all this later because it just throws you in. The first episode just throws you in. The thing is, despite all these accolades he's obtained and all of his training and experience, he has inherited his brother's sandwich shop in Chicago, Mm -hmm. in kind of like run down Chicago, working class Chicago area kind of, you know. It's yeah. just the people's, the people's sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm th- I think it's been some old family. It's called the beef uh-huh. in Chicago or something like it's uh-huh. a I I guess I never really nailed down exactly the kind of food they have, but it's yeah. kind of like Philly cheesesteaks. But, you know, whatever Chicago has.
1: Yeah. Why? Is yeah, the, so why is it called the bear if the restaurant's called the beef? Is is that was that your assumption the whole time? The, yeah, I thought, you heard the, I thought the restaurant was the. I thought the restaurant was wait, the
0: bear. Wait, wait, okay. Tell me before I tell you. Tell me uh-huh. what did you think the bear was? Like, I I I've in seen the trailers. To the like, name.
1: I really enjoyed the trailers. They're they're full of anxiety, right? I love. It, yes,
0: that's a big part of it.
1: I love cooking shows. I love the Food Network. Well, I used to, uh, but you know, I loved Anthony Bourdain. So, like, Mm -hmm. that Kitchen Confidential stuff, love it. Absolutely love it, right? I can't do most of it. Like, it's like professional athletes, right? The same way, same reason people watch, like, pro athletes and pro gamers and, and pro artisans and whatnot. Just, like, there's so much skill and so much knowledge and so much craft into it, you know? And then this show, it's funny you say that, like, it's been done before. I'm like, I don't remember other shows I think I vaguely remember one show that, like, was a rom-com that took place in a restaurant, right? But I don't think I've ever – I don't remember a show that was so focused on the craft, like, the narrative weaved into, like, the with the craft of cooking professionally.
0: Yeah. Um, and then, hmm. I,
1: I knew certain details, like, he inherited the shop, right? And I think I did know it was called The Beef – <laughs> but I'm perplexed as to why it's called the Beef and the show's called the Bear.
0: I'm assuming that's not a real place. The Beef was completely mm-hmm. fiction. They yeah. just came up with that. But it just it seems so simple. Mm-hmm. Oh wait, no, no, no. I'm I'm reading the Wikipedia page. The sandwich shop interior is copied from the real live Chicago shop, Mister Beef, on Orleans in uh, River okay. North. So I think it does kind of cop it takes a little bit of inspiration from an actual from an actual restaurant shop that in Chicago that makes a Chicago. lot of sense that makes a lot of sense and also i'm seeing it's i guess it's formally known as an italian beef sandwich shop so that's specifically uh, what they focus on italian and, beef
1: sandwiches okay
0: yeah which i i didn't know that was a thing i've had italian like sandwiches mm. like you know with yeah. sliced cured meats pastramis and yeah Pep, you know, so like different kinds of pork and beef and well, this is, I've got so, a really yeah. There's a good sandwich place around me. I'll take you to, oh, very man. good Italian, but uh yeah no. So you mm. you had no idea what reference the bear, the name the bear has yeah. to the show, right? Yeah. What does that mean? The uh, the family, uh-huh. so Carmi and his uh, brother and sister, their family name is Berzado. So, because of their name, uh-huh. some people called the main guy Carmi, the Bear. He's he's, he's the, bear, the bear. His okay, yeah. It, and it seems kind of like just a family nickname, and mm-hmm. some other like family friends call him that occasionally. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's where the Bear comes from. And there are some visual metaphors. Mm-hmm. I think it, it's very. It's just a couple times, but they show him in a dream sequence at the, in the first episode. He's like mm-hmm. facing a bear in a cage. Mm-hmm. So like this idea of the bear they kind of they use it as some metaphor for his stress for like the the challenges he's facing maybe as the family bear like him taking on this challenge of running this sandwich yeah. shop but yeah the,
1: the show is yeah. Uh,
0: yeah there's a lot more that goes into it like i said it's a drama mm-hmm. but when it comes to the family stuff in the restaurant yeah, I'm assuming the, the bear, it's interesting, yeah, it, you don't really think about it too much as you go into it. But you hear the name occasionally, and you're like, okay, the bear. They're, it doesn't really go That's beyond cool. that. Maybe there is something deeper, but uh, ultimately, mm-hmm. they do focus on the food a lot. Because, yeah, cool. I, I never really thought about it, but I like that premise. This mm-hmm. world-class chef comes home and has to run his family's failing Italian
1: sandwich shop. In Chicago. In Chicago, Chicago. yeah. Which that why doesn't Italian sandwiches in Chicago make sense to me? That should make sense, right?
0: Well, I mean, it's a big city. I'm assuming there's a decent amount of like Italian heritage there. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it seems popular because, so when you first start out, the first episode, Mm -hmm. he has been home for a couple weeks now. He has taken ownership and has been working in the sandwich shop for a couple weeks, Mm -hmm. but he all he's accomplished it seems is at least know his way around the kitchen yeah his family's owned this this uh sandwich shop i think his whole life but he he wasn't involved too much it was mostly his brother's thing Mm -hmm. but yeah the it's a very rough start even though he's been there a couple weeks it's like he has no flow he has really no say he just shows up and he tries to do his own thing and the shop is drowning in debt Mm -hmm. they're you know they've got health code problems they've got they mm-hmm. they have some consistent customers but really it's it's a dying business you yeah. can tell
1: is his brother dead the one yes. who owned the shop okay
0: yeah and yeah so that's a big part of the story as well it's him coming to terms with that it's not necessarily that him and his brother were so close i think mm-hmm. it's just that his brother was such a big part of the family yeah and he would i i they don't really mention the parents i don't think the parents are around so maybe they. But were the out brother of the picture. was the patriarch, and so it seems so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, with now, ownership
1: of the of the restaurant comes, the the responsibilities of leadership of the family.
0: Right.
1: Oh boy. It's
0: yeah. well, well. There's no. That's the thing. The mm-hmm. family, as far as you see. Mm-hmm. In terms of actual blood family, is just him and his sister. Yeah. And his sister is completely hands off. She yeah. does own half this the sandwich shop with him because she uh-huh. co signed with the older brother. Yeah. But she really she really just runs it in name only, and I think she helps with the financial stuff. Mm-hmm. That's about it. Okay. She wants to be involved, she want with her brother at least, but yeah. there's a lot of conflict there too. Uh-huh. The uh the main guy, Carmi. Yeah. He's, he seems like a very repressed kind of quiet guy. Yeah. He's, he's not that he's shy. He's just, he always like, he seems in terms of like social standing, not standing, social interaction, even mm-hmm. with his own family. He's just kind of the quiet guy He sits in the back. He was the youngest kid. He's kind of the yeah. little brother. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, he does kind of take on this role. It's a change. That's a big source of contention here mm-hmm. because he is now supposed to be the owner of this sandwich shop, mm-hmm. but this shop has its own rhythm. All the people there, he he, the employees. There's only a handful of them. He knows them all, but they've never worked for him. He's always just been the you know the owner's brother, Mikey's brother. Yeah. And but there is this one guy, this other character. Mm-hmm. He uh, he calls him cousin all the mm-hmm. time uh richie is he the guy in the blue shirt
1: that's always yelling at him in the trailers
0: i'm I'm guessing yeah Mm -hmm. he's the tall guy Mm -hmm. he's actually one of the actors in andor yeah i I remember yeah okay so it
1: is the guy i'm thinking of
0: it is that guy Mm -hmm. and so what happens is he is basically you can think of him as the manager of the shop yeah because he has no ownership in it at all full Mm -hmm. ownership went to Uh, The guy to Carmi and his sister. Mm -hmm. But this other guy who's been running the shop for years with the Mm -hmm. older brother, he's he's just there and he just that's kind of the first obstacle to overcome. Yeah, this this, you know, cousin who's not he's called cousin Mm -hmm. is just there to stand in carmy's way as carmy tries to bring the level of this kitchen up a notch up to yeah. his standard or at least to some kind of successful point yeah and yeah so this other guy the manager he's just there to say and it the show is so vulgar not yeah. not to like an extreme degree but it's just mm-hmm. an italian sandwich shop in deep chicago
1: of it's course like it's- it's You're going to see a lot of that. Yeah. So
0: he's just like, we got a fucking system. You mm-hmm. make the spaghetti. People buy the spaghetti. Mm-hmm. And then Carmi's like, there's, it doesn't make sense. It's not cost effective. We don't need the spaghetti. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this,
1: this is a whole thing. Almost pull the and wire there. Yep. Pull it. Pull it. No, no. I can't pull this pull wire. It. All my audio <laughs> would be gone. No. Pull it. But well, I, then think I, I, I think I've seen that clip in, in one of the trailers. And so, because promo- the show is promoted pretty heavily on Instagram. And yeah, it looked it, really it, good. And it is, definitely. I
0: definitely recommend it. And it's not too long. it's The episodes, I think, are... It's got to be like 44 minutes. It's like basically hour-long episodes. There's mm-hmm. only eight, though. Okay. And we flew through them because it was just really good. We You get really invested right away. And there's... You think that the show is complex and it is emotionally mm-hmm. but what's so great about it is with all of the intense interactions and relationships he has with all the characters in the kitchen and his family, mm-hmm. you always have this constant indicator is the is the kitchen gonna shut down? Is yeah. the sandwich shop going to be successful? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, you kind of lose track of that because you keep want, you keep you stay for the sandwich shop you yeah. want to see them succeed because yeah. they like you said they really focus on the food and they take every opportunity they can to showcase really great food mm-hmm. and just the the chef the chef uh, the technical part of it the actual end result, just it looks delicious. It looks so good. And you think, wow, I really want this place to do well. That food looks so good. He really knows what he's doing. You're rooting for him. But you honestly lose track of that because you get so invested in the character stories. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a little bit of figuring out what the deal was with the older brother. Because you don't know much about him Yeah. Unt- as you go through the uh, the season. But then, yeah, it's just all these other characters pop up. The mm-hmm. other Chefs in the kitchen. There's this one guy who is the baker, mm-hmm. and at the sandwich shop, all his the only thing he had to do to begin with was just make the buns for the sandwiches, the rolls. Yeah. Uh-huh. And one, eventually, because Carmi comes in and he's got all these resources, this knowledge, he mm-hmm. brings in a couple of books from when he was learning. Mm-hmm. And The baker, he was just completely unaware, sees a lot of this like technique and all this art that people have used for these incredible. Mm-hmm. cooks these bakes he yeah. starts you know mad sciencing in the kitchen uh-huh. because he he does his job he bakes all the bread which you have to do way ahead of time mm-hmm. so honestly he does his role it's interesting because you learn a lot about how just a, a how a kitchen a, works. Yeah. downtown well specifically a sandwich shop wins yeah. because Where they make the, once the Yeah. they make the bread ahead of time obviously and then that guy If he's not doing something else, he's just, he does whatever. I guess he preps the dough for the next day. Mm -hmm. But yeah, he ends up with a lot of time. So he starts experimenting Mm -hmm. and he eventually starts, he makes a cake, a really good looking chocolate cake that they start to sell at the restaurant too. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing. It's like the, just Carmi being there. He didn't even push this baker guy to do better. He was just, wanted him to be solid, gave him some tips on making the bread better, Mm -hmm. but just... By virtue of him being there and having this experience, yeah. this Baker guy, he started expanding. He started learning just because he wanted to. He realized there was more he could do.
1: Mm-hmm. Ask
0: me some more questions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, like, how much more can I ask? Because now I just... is Now you just want to eat. Now I just want to eat. Now I just want to watch the show, <laughs> right? Because... Mm-hmm. From what I'm gathering and what I've gathered from sort of the trailers that it's like, it's an uplifting show, but it requires like the characters have to go through like sort of immense emotional change in order to, or like emotional struggle or arguments before they get to that better place. Like, it's not like a happy go. Like, I'm watching New Girl right now. I just just told you. (laughs) I'm watching New Girl. So like, you know, shenanigans occur, right?
0: Oh, no. They're... almost identical emotionally to New
1: Girl. (laughs) Well, what I'm saying is, right, the difference is with like a sitcom, right, is that there's usually a conflict, there's a problem, and then the problem gets resolved and everybody's happy again by the end of it, right? But it's, it's a sitcom, so just like start happy, there's a dip in happiness because of conflict, they get over it, and then they're friends again, right? And... This, the bear, I feel like I'm going over, like, the bear basics right now, but it's it's not every day where, or it's not every show, even, like, the dramatic shows, right, where it looks like people are working through shit, you know? Like, I've watched a bit of The Sopranos. I don't think Tony Soprano ever really solved his anxiety. I think it's just <laughs> sort of a constant thing. Like, if, in case you've never seen The Sopranos... The whole premise is that Tony Soprano is a mob boss who has panic attacks and passes out due to due <laughs> to his panic attacks. That's the actual premise of The Sopranos. not like The Godfather. I've
0: actually, I've actually never seen it, so maybe you should sell The Sopranos to me.
1: Well, that, that's what it is, right? It, it's at the beginning, at least. It's like it's a postmodern American crime story, right? Crime family story where. Similar to how the Godfather was a portrait of, of the American crime family. Or just an Italian family that happened to be in a crime. The Sopranos is a modern day portrait. Of what that is. right? At least to a certain extent. I could not for the life of me keep watching that show. Because some of the characters are so fucking annoying and despicable. I'm not talking about Uncle Junior. Or any of the other mobsters. I'm talking about Tony Soprano's mother and sister. Who are not criminals. His... His closest relatives were more annoying and more evil and devious and manipulative than any sort of mobster I'd seen him come across, right? His uncle was, you know, his uncle was his uncle, which was, again, was, was just another mobster. And that was a that was thing, right? But his mother and his sister were possibly the most stress-inducing part of that show as far as I watched, you know? But they never resolved anything, I don't think, right? These characters sort of have to continue, in a long-form drama, a lot of these characters have to remain problems, you know? So, like, I don't think, even in dramatic shows, things change all that much. But based on what you're telling me, like, the point of the bear is that Changes here, like just by like you're saying, by the character's presence in that shop, the shop, will, the restaurant will change and these people will change because their environment has changed and hopefully it's for the better. And you don't know if it's gonna, if the restaurant is going to succeed despite yeah. these changes.
0: And that's a big part of it mm-hmm. is Carmi comes in and mm-hmm. obviously he has agreed to take over the sandwich shop but by the you know the first episode a couple of weeks in it doesn't seem that any change has been made yeah carmi has only tried to change himself mm-hmm. and fit what he does into this kitchen and from that point on the rest of the season as follows he then starts to change others yeah. he does take the lead and yeah that is part of it but yeah you know something somehow they it just got so tense mm-hmm. because yeah it's it's a lot like what you're saying, the sitcom is just happy happy family, happy roommates, happy go lucky. Mm-hmm. A problem occurs, they resolve it, everyone's happy again. And I guess that's that's really the difference between a comedy and a drama, at least in today's terms. This is just at such a larger scale. The stakes mm-hmm. are so much higher, yeah. That you become more invested in it. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully you see the resolution and then, but you get that much more of a payoff because you have paid that much more emotionally and you are rewarded with, well, a resolution if there is one. If there is
1: one. Emotionally we're not,
0: we're mirror. not talking Black Mirror here. No, no, no. But like. Well,
1: aren't, maybe we are. <gasps> no, we're not. Uh, I've yet to see a full episode of Black Mirror. I can't oh, I don't sold. think you can handle it. I can't. I can't. I've tried. I can't handle it. I, sh- I will not be sold on Black Mirror. I know what it is. I think I've seen most there's of that the Pig Prime Minister episode. That's all <laughs> I think that's the yeah, most. Yeah, but that's I've the seen. first one. Yeah, that's and, the first one,
0: and that one's not so bad. No, it's but not. I tried to watch other ones.
1: It's, I can't do it. There
0: is that one episode that won like an Emmy. I think it's the one with only one with a happy ending.
1: Oh boy. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I can But Anyway. The. Have you seen Succession? No. No. I keep yeah, hearing about it. Okay. So I've seen a few episodes of Succession. Right. So I'm actually. I'm curious. Um, because like. Do the characters. Is. Are the characters good people? That's what I want to know. Because in Succession. None of them are good people. Yeah. None of them I've are good that. people. It's. It's. The show is so emotionally driven, though. Like, even in the filmmaking, they're tr- I saw in a behind the scenes thing where what they do is they tell all the actors that they're shooting wide all the time. And so anything they do could be in the final cut. So, like, when something oh. cringy is happening to one character, you have to watch the other characters react to it. And that somehow makes you, make, triggers your own empathy as a viewer. So then you feel what everyone else is feeling. You feel like you're in the room. And it's just, it's horrible. I, That's probably,
0: you know, at any time, mm-hmm. you have a list of shows that are being talked about around you and you put it on your list like, oh, I should check that out. Yeah, Succession's probably at the top of mine. That's the one I've heard the most about mm-hmm. and I just haven't had the chance to watch it yet. Yeah. But I've heard the most about it. I've heard good things. So yeah, I do have to watch Succession. Yeah. But I'm wondering, are the characters in The Bear... Right,
1: are they good people?
0: Yeah, I think for the most part, it's it. It seems like they're trying not to be, or like the storytellers, the filmmakers Mm. are trying to make them out not to be. Some of them are pretty basic. It's just, you know, staff at the kitchen. They're just Mm. trying to get by. They they're basically family. They've been with this sandwich shop for years, and they're Mm. just you know goofy characters. They're kind of out there, but they do their job and they exist mm-hmm. to add a little color diversity to the story. But mm-hmm. yeah, the main characters for the most... Yeah, I, I would say morally they are good. They're all good, but they do such a good job of hiding that. Some of them, mm-hmm. especially the, the main characters, where Carmi is just Carmi. You know, he's just trying to do his thing. He just has his struggles. But yeah, like the cousin... I guess it's mostly coming from the cousin, but also from this guy who comes, who just shows up and he's like a, an old f- a family friend, a guy that he, that the everyone knows. He just shows up and says, Hey, I loaned your brother 300,000 mm-hmm. bucks. I know your fucking, your restaurant is failing, but I, I got to get paid. You got to pay me at some point. Uh-huh. Oh boy. And it's just, and yeah, that hits you. They throw things at you like that. And it's like, mm-hmm. it basically, they will throw something like you need to pay me 300,000 bucks right after the kitchen just finished lighting on fire. Like they just put out the entire kitchen and it's just, you know, they hit you one right after the other Mm -hmm. and they build up that sense of dread. Mm -hmm. It can be kind of heavy, but uh, yeah, again, they distract you with the characters and you just keep rooting for them because Mm -hmm. you want to see them succeed through that adversity. Okay. So yeah, there are a couple characters who are just suck. I would say they suck, but everyone pretty much is good. They yeah. have good intentions. They can be shitty people sometimes, but mm-hmm. ultimately,
1: they're just people getting by. Yeah, it's a, it's interesting. It's a cat. It's Meow. A, it's very interesting that you say like, oh, this like debt collector shows up right after the kitchen caught fire, because from what I've seen of Succession, which is not much, I will say. It's pretty much exactly what happens. Like, it's one bad thing after another where um, the guy, he thinks he's on a high because he's going to, like, inherit the company. he Then he finds out he's not going to inherit the company. And then as soon as that happens, he finds out the company is actually in, like, crippling... Like, if the stock goes down... Like, if he takes on the company... If he becomes the owner of the company, then the stock goes down and then the company has to pay out this massive debt it owes to another corporation or to a bank or whatever. And then it's just like one thing right after another. And then the by the end of the episode, one of the main characters whose problem this was thinks he resolved it. Like he thinks like, I did it. And then they just hint. They just throw two hints at you. That show he's completely fucked himself. Like, they don't even tell you exactly what it is. Like, his, his father just goes, You fucking idiot. And says, and look, passes out in a coma. And then you see two ah, characters good. who shouldn't be sitting next to each other conniving in the background. And you're like, Fuck! And the guy who you're rooting for isn't even that nice. He's not like, you just know he's like a recovering drug addict. And he's trying to pull his life back together. But you know that, like, he's still a shitty person. Like, he's not great. And you're just like, why do I care? Like, it, it's pretty good. But it's so stressful. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if yeah. if the bear is also super stressful to watch. Yeah.
0: I It is. Mm-hmm. It can be. And I think they do that by just dialing up the Uh external conflicts you know the problems that the characters face Mm -hmm. in the kitchen Mm -hmm. as opposed to like just problems with other people coming to them and causing problems well i don't know there is a lot of internal struggle because there is one this one girl who shows up at the kitchen and she's actually also a really well-trained chef like a a high-end chef Mm -hmm. And she only shows up because she knows who Carmi is. Mm -hmm. She knows. I mean, he's pretty well known, even though he's not at a really big kitchen. She's also made some mistakes in her life. And so even though she's really well trained, she says, yeah, I know. I want to work with you. Mm -hmm. I know that you're really good. Mm -hmm. We can make something out of this. And then all of the other staff see this and they're Mm -hmm. like, why is she getting put in charge? Why is she getting all the favor? But it's like Mm -hmm. because she does she knows exactly what.
1: Wants. The owner wants Carmy what, what yeah. the head chef, yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and so there's a lot of struggle there, and it's pretty interesting to watch because yeah, the characters are really well written. It seems like you really feel for them and you get to know them, and that's definitely enjoyable.
1: That's good. <sighs> this fucking cat.
0: God. I don't know. They they mm-hmm. just they found a niche, I guess. Yeah. No. It's it's a, it's
1: a great niche. It's a super popular. Hold on, I need to let this cat out. Jesus Christ. And Josh
0: leaves the desk disheveled in his rush to appease his feline overlord.
1: Did you see him kiss it when he sent it out? Oh All right, okay. I'm back. So like like, you know, cooking is a huge niche to get into. Like I I've seen um you know, there's always so the like what? It's just so it's so universal, though. Watching it, it at least,
0: uh-huh. you can not. Not everyone in the world, but hardly anyone in the world is gonna eat the kind of food that they're cooking that he cooked as a professional chef. <laughs> but anybody can watch it, and I think everyone loves to watch good food be cooked because you can just watch it. It's on a TV
1: oh, yeah. show. It's great. It's I don't know, like what my mother watches these videos where. There's this one, there's a, a couple Please YouTubers. Don't
0: tell me your mom
1: is watching mukbangs. No, my mother's not watching mukbangs. That sounds horrible. <laughs> That's out of context. That sounds horrible.
0: What is it's, wrong I with that? I mean, you? it's just people eating, but I don't want to know that what your mom watches them. a horrible word
1: <laughs> in English. What a horrible That's, word. What do you mean? That's the word. It is the word, but it's not an English word. It just sounds horrible in English. Anyway, it's still what it is. God. Anyway, ugh, I lost my train of thought. Anyway, she watches. Yeah, M- your mom watches. She wa- does not watch mukbang. She watches these. No, ugh, sounds so gross. Anyway, it's <laughs> there's these YouTubers, she, these YouTube YouTuber chefs, right? That they make recipes from like the 1700s, right? They make like hmm. old timey recipes. Uh, and then like they dress up as old timey people, you know, oh, no. like oh, I'm dressed as a pilgrim. I don't know if that's in good taste, but oh, it's 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 mukbang with cosplay. It's not mukbang. They're not eating it. They're cooking.
0: <laughs> well, they God. gotta take a bite of it, right? They they someone's a bite, eating But it.
1: that's not what mukbang is. Jesus Christ. <laughs> mukbang is just the eating. Oh, yeah. Oh.
0: And then they grab 10 times the food they just made and they have a tiny Asian girl eat all of it.
1: Yes, yeah, see, so that's not it. They don't have a tiny Asian girl dressed as a pilgrim eating flavorless pies. <laughs> oh, my God. There, There's a crowd for it. There's an audience for everything. God. Why are you got to make this weird? Anyway. <laughs> like, Your mom's the one watching mukbang. <laughs> she's not watching mukbang. Jesus Christ, what is wrong with you? <laughs> anyway, so it, it's a good niche. It's a good niche to get into. Have you seen any of Anthony Bourdain's travel shows? just in passing i don't just think i've passing. sat down and watched a whole episode a lot of a lot of his shows were were really good really entertaining to watch partly because of him and then there's like, a whole
0: tv network dedicated to it food network well no he was on the travel he eating. was on the travel
1: channel he wasn't okay, on food network
0: but that's basically the same thing as it's food not the network. same
1: thing because his whole point was that he was talking about cuisine around the world and he would travel to different places you know like he sat down with Obama in the Vietnamese uh restaurant and Little t- on, and they sat on little tiny chairs and then the fucking restaurant put those put that table and those chairs behind glass because like they're like Obama sat here anyway <laughs> anyway
0: Obama, Obama Fuck Anthony
1: or Bourdain is Obama And Anthony Bourdain and Obama more importantly Obama anyway but I would advertise that But like Anthony Bourdain he it was the guy who, like, blew the lid off of that sort of thing with his book, Kitchen Confidential. And then he even, like, in, in an interview clip I saw, he's he was talking about how, like, how he fucked up his entire life. Like, as he put it, like, he was over 40 still dunking fries, like, in a fryer. And he had, like, one book. He had his book. had was about to come out. And he was just a complete loser. Like, he lost everything. And he had already, like... Been a head chef at like all at, at all these places and lost everything and like had his his rise and fall and everything, and then his book got famous and then they told him, hey, do you want to travel and eat food? He's like, yeah, I'd rather do that. Yeah, perfect because the I fucked everything else up, and so it's sort of like Anthony Bourdain talked about how that whole culture of cooks and chefs was a completely different thing, and it was a completely different lifestyle than what he thought it would be, and that he fell in love with it when he was 17 because the cooks that he met when he was a dishwasher looked like the coolest people in the world, and he just wanted to be them, and that's, that's what he did, and that when he was training, like, cooking school was for losers. Cooking school was, like, not this illustrious thing that it is today, He does a whole episode on one of his shows. I can't remember which one. He has like a half a dozen shows where he goes back to the cooking institute where he was taught how to make everything. And now it's now cooking is such this like high class thing. It's it's such this professional thing that everybody wants to be. But he remembers that like when he went there, it was a lot easier to get into because nobody wanted to go. Nobody wanted to be Mm -hmm. a professional chef. But when when he got in and when they were when him and his all of his colleagues were in, it was like it was life. It was everything to them. And it was in that episode. He goes over like there's a class just about making broth. Just your base. Like, that's it. You're going to spend eight the next four to eight hours just making broth. That's it. Because if you fuck up your broth, you fucked everything else up because it is the first component in what you're making. Why are you kissing your microphone? Am I I am I, am I, I talking was... for too long? No. Oh well, yeah, I should, that should that's my cue, right? Is is it your cue? Your cue is to kiss your microphone? Well I get I guess that's your cue.
0: No, I, w- I was I don't know.
1: I'm just saying that like it's I don't know what I was saying. To me is to me like now that you mentioned like it's a no brainer, like why wouldn't you play like make a high you, ten, a high tension Dra- drama in a kitchen for a show no, and see that's where
0: you're wrong they did and it's called ratatouille uh,
1: they did it that's not what
0: <laughs> ratatouille's about a rat that wants to cook Jesus. yeah but he cooks in a kitchen and you see a lot of the kitchen oh my god that was a great movie though but no you do remind me mm-hmm. a lot of some of the greatest parts of the show mm-hmm. which is learning about that culture about these the staff these people who work mm-hmm. in a kitchen and I learned a couple of things. I didn't look into them. Mm-hmm. I didn't like do the research, but I'm assuming it's a real thing because I've kind of I've heard of this over time. Mm-hmm. The uh, that one chef who comes in the this girl Sydney, mm-hmm. who is uh, also a really well trained chef who comes to work with Carmi, She comes in and the very first day, and they're still floundering. You know, the whole the everything. it was the first or second episode, yeah. so the restaurant still isn't doing well. They're still just is just trying to get any of his shit together yeah and this girl comes in and she wants to work with him and she's like okay can you handle i forget i forget the lines but it's something about family style mm-hmm. and there's this thing where before the restaurant opens because they've been prepping for hours they start early in the morning at like six or seven in the morning and mm-hmm. they're prepping all the food and then as soon as the sandwich shop opens then they're you know they're actually selling the food but it requires a lot of prep so what the day what they do is the chefs come in and they're cooking their food but i guess at some point there's enough time before the restaurant opens they cook a whole separate meal all someone cooks a whole separate meal for the whole staff to eat and this chef sydney comes in and she helps and cooks something for them the the first time she comes in Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and it just and it turned out great because obviously she knows what she's doing. She's able to cook a lot. But it just seems so interesting. This kitchen that was just so hectic a second ago, they all stop. The the chefs, the owner, the dishwashers, they all come over and they all, they're all just sharing this meal. They're all eating before mm-hmm. the restaurant actually opens. And it's none of the food that they sell at the restaurant. Yeah. It was this completely separate meal that gets made, I'm assuming, because... Actually, I don't know the reason, but I'm assuming it's because these are chefs. they are people who know how to cook. They yeah. don't have time to cook a to go get their own lunch—a sad little sandwich, yeah, you know, or you know, a little uh, thing of soup or whatever. They mm-hmm. they will. It's a kitchen. It's a functioning kitchen. They cook something, and that way, they have a meal to give to all these people who are working all day long. Yeah. And my dad, actually, used to work. He, he's an accountant, or mm-hmm. he was a controller for a. a a pretty nice steakhouse in San Francisco for a while.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And even though he was just, he worked the accounting side, Mm -hmm. he also got to benefit. He saw some of that. The chefs would just prepare the employees of the whole kitchen, a meal all the time. Like every day there Mm -hmm. was an option for them to have a a really nice meal prepared aside from just the actual working of the kitchen, like serving customers. So I guess it's a thing But it's just so interesting to see, and I'm guessing Anthony Bourdain talk he touches on that kind of stuff a lot because he's picking up on the culture Mm -hmm. of these really fancy kitchens or even just any kitchen at all, just places that have really good food. It's just there's a whole piece of culture to it that nobody ever Mm -hmm. sees, which I think makes this show pretty interesting.
1: Yeah, because I I didn't again I didn't watch that much Anthony Bourdain, but I did. I don't think he covered that in the episode I saw where he covered specifically like his own like. His entire day at a restaurant as a, as a head chef, you know, like he goes from like like it's a, it's like a 12 to fourteen hour shift, right and it's yeah, despite like because he's a head chef, right it's like twelve to fourteen hours of work, and then he's still going to go get drunk anyway, sleep for three mm-hmm. hours, and then come back the next day. but like when yeah. he's drinking, he's drinking with other chefs other head chefs from other restaurants. And then they're just talking shit and comparing notes. And they're all getting food from other places and shooting the shit. And then again, three hours, five hours later, they have to go back and do it again every fucking day. And it's just like, it's a lot of, it's a ridiculous amount of work. And it, it's a crazy fucking lifestyle. But you're right. It's a great window into. What what else can you call it other than a lifestyle? Because like it's that's what it it's, is. It's not just a profession. It's just.
0: It's an, in. It's a piece of life that's just. Such an obvious, mm-hmm. thing. It's just such. It's some something that's so involved with every single living person because mm-hmm. we all know food, even if it's just a sad piece of bread and cheese for your dinner. Yeah. At some point, you know, you, you're at least aware of really good food or just even your local sandwich shop down the street. Yeah. There's just so much more that goes into that. It's a whole lifestyle for these people because for some people it's just a day job, but yeah, Mm -hmm. you work really long hours and you, I guess you benefit from it Mm -hmm. though, because people obviously do this and this is their entire career. Yeah. And I guess you get that a lot of that because the whole time in the bear, the sister comes in, and she's, and it's not just her, but there's others. The guy who owes money, or that has lent money to the business, comes in. And he's like, "Hey, uh, yeah, you owe a lot, of, a shit ton of money to me. Why don't you just sell me the place, and we'll, you know, we'll figure yeah. it out. We'll call it even, kind of thing." Like people keep telling him this, it's just a shitty sandwich shop, you know, mm. the. Your brother, Mikey, he was running it and great. It was a family business, but it's just, he's gone. Mm-hmm. Just sell it. People constantly try to tell him to sell it. Yeah. But it's, I don't know. I guess it was just, it holds such a, an important place to him emotionally. Mm-hmm. He grew up with his family kind of send the the kitchen, this restaurant, being the center of a lot of the family, but he specifically wasn't involved. I guess the brother just didn't want him there. Mm-hmm. And I think if anything, that's actually why he became a, a professional chef was yeah. because he wanted to be involved in food. Just as a kid, he was told he wasn't supposed to. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of emotional turmoil there, but yeah, it makes for one hell of a story. Yeah, I know. I love
1: cooking. Uh, it's,
0: you know, I, I haven't seen the menu But I get kind of similar vibes. Obviously, that's much more like murder, yeah. That's like mystery thing. But it is made in the same with the same attraction of fine dining of a really professional kitchen Mm -hmm. and the kind of people who run it. Ray Fines being the head. The what is he called? The head chef?
1: I think he is the head chef. Yeah, he's the head chef. And but it's all like a plot to murder all of the people there. Because they're all yeah, the people she so, hates, like <laughs> all like right. all, all Wait, of have them. You ha- are... Have you seen it? No, no. I'm just familiar with the with the premise. Again, like I like I like food stuff, right? I like food shows, right? So I know a little bit about the premise of that, which is like when you go over, like if you look at the movie posters, right? Like a lot of the cast members, they have different titles, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, John Leguizamo plays like the the movie star, right? And then in interviews, he's like, yeah, I based my character off Steven Seagal because he's a horrible human. And <laughs> it's – so you know, oh, like, why he was invited. Like, if this is a plot to murder everybody there, like, everybody there, right, is somebody that this chef hates. Like, this right, chef right. and this staff absolutely hate them, and they're out for – this is like, I'm guessing, a revenge tale because – I don't know if you've seen the movie chef. Have you seen chef? Oh yeah, I have. So yeah, it was that, that was a whole other. I think we've talked about it. It's,
0: and mm-hmm. I heard a review of it. Yeah. Well, no, just briefly, not, yeah. not in a full, like hour episode. long yeah. kind of discussion, but mm-hmm. I, I kind of sum it up as this other review. I once heard about it, which is just basically mm-hmm. uh John Favreau's ego. It's yeah, I mean absolutely. he's married he his ex wife is Sophia Vergara. Yeah. And his like assistant is Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. And wh- and who else is it? There's just he gets his pick of all the like beautiful women in Hollywood oh, yeah. that he's worked with and he just throws them all in a movie
1: together where he's the lead. Where he's the lead. But also, let's not forget that like his ex wife's other ex husband is Robert Downey Jr. So, oh, really? Like that, that comes into play, Have, like him having to go ah, to so him the third,
0: the third beautiful woman in his life.
1: Yes. Robert Downey Jr. Him having to go to Robert Downey Jr. and sort of like, like relinquish his pride and ask for a loan, ask for help yeah. to, to get started, started back up again. That movie, though, is mostly about emotional baggage and <laughs> like yeah. the stress of being a chef. Right? Because, he, again, he's a head chef. The head chefs are, are just, is just an interesting character. John Leguizamo also in that movie. Uh, you, I was going to say, John Leguizamo, Ligu- do you mean Mr. Scrooge? I do mean Mr. Scrooge. Violent Night, great movie. Everyone watch it. Oh, my God. It's, we sh- I don't know if we have to movie. talk about it or, or do a separate thing to promote that movie. Because I want people to watch that movie now. Anyway. I was
0: going to say, it's, what, it's... F- six it's four days till christmas
1: four days till christmas
0: there's as time. of recording still no time. but i'm saying i'm saying this would have been the episode we could have talked about something christmasy but mm-hmm. that's okay
1: that's okay
0: merry christmas everybody merry, if you celebrate merry that merry christmas if not i was gonna be mean but no happy holidays happy
1: holidays happy holidays but yeah back, back on point um what was my point yeah, Chef was a good Chef.
0: movie. It's just a little too much John Favreau for me. It's a, it's you know? a lot of
1: John Favreau, but that movie's actually like technically a coming, a recoming of age story, like a man's midlife crisis. Wrapped up the first half is like his midlife crisis and how that ruins his life, and how as he's picking up the pieces of his life, he has to sort of like redefine his relationship with his son. Because he's, mm-hmm. he's not, he's just painfully unaware that his son wants to be involved in, wants to be involved in his life. Right. Like, like that's a whole thing. Right? So, there you have a little bit of the, but it's nowhere near as, there's suspenseful and, like, full of tension, you know? Chef is very much, but anyway, so, like, I think the reason why I brought up Chef is because, like, one review, right, pisses him off so much Right. That he causes him to have a meltdown and get himself fired from his job and then, you know, move on to other place, And thus his emotional journey really begins. Yada, yada, yada. But yeah, like the menu is all it's going to be. It's I think the pun there is like who's on the menu. Right. <laughs> the food blogger. The food influencer, yeah. the movie star. I'm not as sure who else, what other caricatures are in it. But I think it's, I'm confident the chef just wants, the chef and his staff just want to murder all of these people because all of these people I'm confident have shit on them like publicly through one way or another, right? Like that's thats how you get like all those people to agree with it. I don't know how else. Um, I also need yeah. to see Pig with Nicolas Cage. Have you heard of Pig? Oh, yeah. Well, I heard of it, but I forget everything about it. So, I think I heard what the twist ending is. Um, but basically, the premise is that this... this. <laughs> I
0: googled Pig,
1: uh-huh. and What'd the you... first
0: one is the Wikipedia page for the animal, Pig. Yes, of course it is. You don't know what I... I don't know what, I... Movie, I, don't know what I expected... <laughs> Anyway, it's Sus domesticus, oh pig, my god. Oh my god. the pig, often called swine.
1: So, so pig. It's just a Nicolas bunch of Cage. pictures
0: of pigs. Of course,
1: there are pictures of pigs. Ooh, there's a feral pig. Oh What's my that? god! I don't know what I don't want to know what a feral pig is. Anyway, <laughs> so Nicholas Cage, he's like a famous chef, right? Who's reclusive? He's a hermit in the woods, and. His prize truffle pig goes missing. Not his truffle pig. His prize truffle pig goes missing, right? And it's a very darkly lit movie. It's a very serious movie, right? It seems. It sounds like the premise of a comedy. One one man lost his pig. Like it's fucking. Dude, where's my pig? Dude, where's my pig, bro? But like there's apparently there's this really good scene from the movie that's that go, that goes that's been going around Instagram at least on my feed where Nicolas Cage he's just talking to the chef right talking to the chef about how like why are you doing this why like they don't love you they don't know who you are right you're just serving these people who don't care about you and stuff like like this emotional like he's this guy who lived it he was the he was a head chef he was a professional chef he was famous and then he figured out that it was all pointless and he decided to move to the woods and he has this truffle pig right and this truffle pig is everybody assumes is how he like you know makes money and and stays you know financially secure i don't know if that's true or not but i think someone spoiled it uh because i was watching well, don't
0: it. don't you spoil it
1: well i, I we don't We don't spoil here. Can I spoil it, please? No. Anyway, the pig is important, right? The pig is important. It's his prized truffle pig. But the truffles don't make the pig important. That's the spoiler, okay? You're welcome, listener. I stopped him from spoiling. Oh, my God. All right, the pig is more important than the truffles, okay? And then that's the heart of the movie, okay? He loves his pig. He loves his pig. He wants his pig back. I don't know anything else about the movie. I need to watch it still. But I heard it's great. Like, it, it's one of Nicolas Cage's, like, best things he's done. You know, it's...
0: What? what? In what a... In... in Unbearable of... weight of
1: massive talent? Yes. That's also one yes. of the best things he's done, apparently. I need to see both these movies. These movies came out <laughs> in the same year. Nicolas Cage just decides. They're like, oh, yeah, I'm going to do totally bonkers comedy... And Oscar-nominated gold one in one year. Just wha, Just throw it out there. It, honestly, that seems kind of on brand. It is very on age. brand for him. He can do it all. Well, he can do those two things, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> which no, are just he, the he extremes. Can, he that, can do plenty of
0: things in between as well.
1: He can do anything. He can do anything. He was almost Superman. You know, he was. He was? Almost Superman. I,
0: I'm aware of that too. Mm-hmm. I will say Con Air has got to be right in the middle of those two, though. No, Con Air is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> ridiculous. It's a great movie. <sighs> it's a plane full of convicts. It makes no
1: sense. <laughs> Neither does Nick Cage's Superman. Ne- no, it doesn't. All right. It was a weird time. It was the 90s. That's all right. Time. Con Air face off. Jesus! What kind of movie was Face Off? I never. I don't know what that is. Oh my God! I need John Travolta to come back too. Okay. Uh, I don't know. I need I him to come back. That. He can do it all too. I don't know what's go- What's happening with him? Uh, did you yeah. see The People vs. OJ? Did you? No, but I. But I did see Hairspray. See, that's exactly what I mean. The man <laughs> can do Hairspray and The People vs. OJ. All right. all,
0: and yet, all I can think of is the the meme, the GIF of him
1: mm-hmm. from uh, Pulp Fiction, where he's just confused. And the man is a, the man is a meme. The man is a meme as well, right? He is a meme. He could do it all. We need to Have bring back seen... John Travolta. Have you seen Hannibal? The show? Yeah.
0: A little bit. Just a little bit. Because that also, I feel like, is worth mentioning when talking about the bear.
1: Because all the cooking Be... Hannibal does.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. All of the, well, the... I don't. I don't mean that as a joke. No, no. I mean, I, obviously, I he does do yeah. a lot of cooking. But yeah, the if you, I think I saw some some random fact about it. Mm-hmm. The episodes of most, if not all, of the sh- episodes of that show uh-huh. are all named after dishes like really mm-hmm. fine dining level dishes yeah uh, and each season is like of a certain culture like mm-hmm. a certain eth- ethnic cuisine but yeah the a lot of the show is obviously the struggle between Hannibal and the the main character the Will guy that
1: something. I think yeah, is the will. guy
0: who's who works with the FBI yeah, or whatever. Special
1: agent will something.
0: Special agent will. Special, but yeah, the Special
1: Agent Will. But all the while,
0: Hannibal Lecter, mm-hmm. very successful therapist mm-hmm. and psychotherapist and, you know, yeah. eater of people, is mm-hmm. eating people yeah. and they show him doing a lot of cooking. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he really gets into it, and it's a whole thing about how he's so into food and mm-hmm he's he ha- he hasn't been caught and mm-hmm. people are on his tail but they have no they don't suspect him at all and he's still getting away with it and they show him eat a lot of people and he makes it look really good <laughs> jeez i've i've never i've never wanted to eat people more than when i'm watching hannibal
1: i think that was very interesting i think that was that show was also on fox right hannibal i think i think that was on fox i think fox i om- was- i didn't see the whole show but i think i saw
0: the first two three maybe four seasons Ooh, that show uh,
1: went on longer than i remember but um, i
0: feel like how how long did it go yeah.
1: did you ever watch the i think following... it only what's the, the what the following did you ever watch that i don't think so stars kevin bacon and he pl- kevin bacon kevin bacon and he plays a fbi agent who's hunting a cult leader and I forget what the cult is doing that's so bad, but it was a good show. I don't remember anything about it other than the fact that it was a very good show, and I was very into it. Oh. It Kevin only had bacon bacon three, seasons, three seasons, so I
0: must have only seen the first two, because I don't think I saw the last one. Uh-huh. Of Hannibal. Of Hannibal. But it was pretty good, from what I remember. Mm-hmm. But no, I didn't see the following. Mm-hmm. But is there food involved in the following?
1: No, it was just a really good show. Like then why know. the hell are you bringing it up? John? Because they made good shows back then. Fox made good <laughs> shows. It was just a thing they did. They were re- for some reason they were really upset, like they wanted to be the HBO of basic cable. FX. Hannibal was an um, NBC show. Hannibal was an NBC show. Oh, I forgot. I th- for some, I don't know why I thought it was FX. Don't
0: yeah, know. it seems more like it would be, but yeah, I, I, I guess not. It really was just
1: <laughs> NBC.
0: NBC. Nobody talks about NBC except for their comedies. NBC. Yeah. I don't know. New Girl was on Fox. New Girl is on Fox. New Girl is so on Glee. Fox. So, so is Glee. was
1: Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah. Love Brooklyn Nine-Nine. I hated Glee. I hated how into it I was for the so, first season. Uh-huh, for the first uh-huh. season, I was just like, "This is good," and then I got sick uh-huh. of it. I just, oh got yeah, sick. Ugh.
0: yeah, I get that. But apparently, and I'm learning more about this every, like, every year. Uh-huh. But my fiance, uh-huh. she, her personality, her identity, uh-huh. was so heavily shaped by Glee. by music, musical Uh TV, and, Uh you know, like, musical theater. Yeah. Mostly music, because she's just big on, like, concerts and musicians, but a show like Glee was just right up her alley. She was right in the middle of that perfect, like, liminal age where she just soaked it all up. Yeah. And... Yeah, so we recently rewatched the whole shit series, uh-huh. mostly for her. Like it was just her putting putting it on. But uh-huh. then you know, if I happened to be free, I'd watch it, and I ended up watching a lot of it with her. And yeah, it is. It was really good.
1: Yeah, it's a good show. It's a soap opera for sure. But yeah, definitely really good, especially the first season. Yeah, super soapy there's the whole like girl super soapy super soapy there's a girl who got pregnant because she cheated on her boyfriend (laughs) then there's a woman who wants to be pregnant but then it turns out she has a pseudo fake pregnancy because it's all in her mind it's crazy i'm not making that up that's that's part of the plot that
0: That chick was crazy crazy. that chick
1: was crazy whatever happened to that baby i never watched it that far yeah what happened do you want me to tell you yeah tell me what happened to the baby Uh, the Rachel's
0: mom, her Uh biological mom Uh shows up because she's the coach of a competing glee team at another school. And turns out she's always wanted a baby Uh because she regretted giving away Rachel when Uh she was a baby. She's like basically the main character. Oh, the the main girl, the brunette, the main girl. Yeah. Uh She's the, the the diva or the, the most annoying diva in the glee club. Uh The one who's, so set on being a star Uh great singing voice but yeah she she's she's uh she's a lot but yeah her biological mom shows up ends up that turns out she's always wanted to have a baby ever since Mm -hmm. she gave away rachel Mm -hmm. and then offers to take the baby Uh that quinn and puck are unable to take care of because they're high school students because they're high school students yes how the the hell did this turn into glee talk
1: i don't know how this turned into glee talk i'm saying glee was weird it, it was a soap opera. It was totally it served, soap opera. But it served its purpose. It served its purpose on Fox. I don't
0: know. What is this character
1: you're it doing? Was, what is I, this voice? It's Tim Gunn. I don't oh, know. Oh, I
0: was trying to nail it down. and You're right. No, that's not a bad Tim Gunn, but Make I was thinking, work. like, what is it? Yeah, no. It, your voice is a little deep for his. It's a, but... little,
1: it's a little deep. I, th- I don't think I'm nailing it. I think I need to watch...
0: It's pretty good though. Now that you mention it, Runway.
1: I Because uh, I some, don't some think more. I've ever seen the show. I don't, I've never seen okay. the show. Okay, now, just... now
0: do Tyra Banks? Go ahead.
1: I can't do Tyra Banks. I don't know <laughs> what she sounds like. I don't remember. She just sounds like a woman. Like that's it. Oh, that seems pretty reductive. It is very reductive. I don't remember what she sounds like. I've seen her. I haven't. I've seen her in that one movie where she's a, a Barbie doll turned to life, and that was it. <laughs> I think Tyra that was banks. a Disney Channel movie. I don't remember.
0: Tyra Banks, I know you're listening to this. And let me tell you, we value you, you more than your ability to sound like a woman.
1: Yes. I, she sounds, from what I remember, like a more youthful Oprah. I don't know. Okay? <laughs> I don't remember. Okay. That's just the image in my mind. There's no sound of her voice. It's saved in my memory banks. God. Anyway, should That's we call right. it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, I hope we've convinced you. To watch to God. <laughs> if you haven't, honestly, if you haven't, give it a try. Give it a it try. It really did. It really was something phenomenal. It's a When musical, it first started
1: out. It's a musical show, but I respected it because they didn't randomly go into song and dance. They only sang... As part of their actual club. Like they had a a, a narrative reason for
0: singing. They made it, they fit it in pretty organically. Yeah. But it was about a glee club in a high school. So so yeah, it made sense they would be singing all the time. Mm -hmm. Other than that though, the story is pretty compelling. You know, you get, it's goofy, it's all over the place, but the characters are so out there. You really get invested. It was a decent show, but that's not what we were talking about today. We were talking about the bear. The bear is a fantastic show I loved it honestly I think you'd get a lot out of it Josh you should give so. it a try if you have a chance just watch an episode uh, I'll watch it but later. Yeah. I'm
1: watching new girl
0: no that's fine mm-hmm. if it just it, are you gonna watch this the Whale? isn't this isn't doable Josh what this we can't have a show where we convince each other to watch some a new TV show or a uh-huh. new movie every week. It's with the there's just so many things piling up it's just not gonna happen.
1: You've just figured out now that this is unsustainable that we'll never actually watch any of the things we've recommended, yeah,
0: but at least we have a record of what we think of it yeah we yeah. if and if we ever mention to someone else we know it's like, hey, mm-hmm. oh yeah, that show i I have a podcast I talked about that for an episode, but yeah, the bear is very good, so if one if you ever get the chance to maybe you should check it out if you're not watching new girl but uh for anyone out there if you're thinking about it i know it was mentioned when it first came out and i feel like it did okay but yeah i feel like it fell to the wayside which is why i chose it as my yeah my content uh this week so it's, it's on so hulu many
1: shows so
0: many there are there are it's on this one's on hulu though Mm -hmm. i don't think it's anywhere else i guess fx could be on tv for some reason hulu does
1: not work on my computer i have to watch it on this tv over here which then takes me farther away from what a shame you have to
0: watch tv on a tv screen Uh,
1: it's so weird anyway that's the podcast
0: watch the bear it's on hulu but get it wherever you can get it wherever you can
1: folks wherever you, wherever you can
0: we it's christmas time we're busy but we're yeah. we're gonna we'll we keep developing this please follow us please watch or listen to this check us check out what if anyone has said anything justin on the discord or mm-hmm. i'll make a twitter and he has to tweet on there yeah well, he can't tweet he would respond to a tweet i would but. respond
1: to a tweet in the replies
0: Uh, But yeah, this has been Consume Content where we help you consume content. We hope you'll consume this content.
1: Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Goodbye, everyone.